0: welcome to this week's episode of soccer neophytes podcast did we witness the match of the year lampard is out spurs gonna spur a soccer neophytes tale and we're gonna talk about this new chelsea rule all right
1: guys what's up What on fellas
0: hey hey what is going on not much exciting exciting match chris uh there was the match kyle watched arsenal united um slug fest to the year contender if not the actual match of the year uh, which even if we hearken back like the earlier match between Arsenal and Manchester United, that Manchester United one was a great and very exciting match too. So two really exciting, fun teams to watch. Um, Kyle, we want to get your thoughts, but I'm going to hand, I'm going to hand the uh, virtual mic over to Chris to lead us through this section.
1: Yeah. Um, great match. Super fun, super intense. Uh, as a fan of both sides, I think uh, you were puckered up almost the whole game. Um, but it was a good one. It was, it was really good. And um, I think we should – I want to know Kyle's thoughts before we, like, deep dive this because, it, I mean, let's be honest. If Kyle didn't like this match, there's no hope for him. <laughs> so, so, Kyle, we, we, I, let me know your thoughts. What were your, your – you, what notes did you write down? What were your thoughts as you watched the match? Give it to us. My nose super
2: random. Um, and you're right. It was a good... Can I say good game or is that just a good match?
1: You can say whatever you want.
2: I'm going to say good game because I know it's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> you, can really,
3: get away, you can get away with that if you say Jolly Ho first. The
2: Jolly Ho game. <laughs> you know what? I didn't hate it. Um, I know it's not that's a backhanded compliment, but I mean, we'll take it, man. That's like, great. That's great. That's all I'll say. One zero one one two one two two three two. What else do you want? I mean, it's action packed, and and how how do I say this without sounding super ignorant? Because I am super ignorant. But the goals were cool. <laughs> Does that sound weird? <laughs> as-
3: no, that's, that's not ignorant <laughs> at all. That is a hundred percent the <laughs> correct response after watching that match.
2: I mean, cool goals like one of them, Rashford's one was like super far out. Like, mm-hmm. was, that, was that him super far?
1: Yeah, he scored the opener. He kind of stole it, dribbled past a couple defenders, and then just yeah, nailed like the ball a, in the lower lower corner past the keeper.
2: Like, he hit you him know, with a killer crossover, and then shot it from way out. Like, that was nice. Well, and if we're talking about the super Saka, cool goals,
3: Sokka was Saka a sniper was, out that, there. That's
2: not- that's what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah
3: he, so- that's the one. Sokka fired the shot, the, the same shot from the same spot, three different times. He hit one perfectly and the other two he missed by a combined foot and a half. It was, yeah. it was incredible. He was, yeah. um, his aim over the past three weeks has been just, it's been incredible. Cause, uh, I've got a couple of Arsenal friends, uh, who are, Um, who were just laughing about it because he started out the season airing those out and he wasn't, he was nowhere near as accurate as he's been over the last three
2: weeks. It kills me how good he's uh, gotten since the world cup. That's the goal I was talking about. That's later in my notes, but I want to remember who he shot that so far out. It crossed them over before. That was nice.
0: But Rashford too, had a really had one from way deep too. I mean, those goals there were so many, I mean, it was great. I've seen him score back to back weeks. I think too. Yeah.
1: Rash- Rashford's on a little bit of a tear right now. So, um, Oh wait, who yeah, did Rashford a- play last week? Dang it.
3: I forget.
2: Ah.
1: Um, yeah, as a, as a United fan, the soccer goal was super frustrating. I'm not taking anything away from soccer. He's so good. And then he had the one that went off the post <clears throat> a little bit later, but, uh, the backside angle, it, if Casemiro's playing in that game, that, is probably not a goal because McTominay just stops covering him and then lets the ball go right by him. Casemiro probably blocks that shot. Um, so a little frustrating because, you know, our best defensive middle wasn't in the game because he got a yellow card in the game earlier in the week. Um, but Sokka is playing just lights out ball right now. He's so fun to watch and seems like such a good – It's I mean, I'm going to call him a kid. He seems like such a good kid because he's freaking young.
2: And, oh, just want uh, just to ask to see young, because the announcer was saying something like, oh, he's just scratching the surface or he's got a long, you know, he's, we don't know what he's even can, can do going forward. He has so much more to do or something like basically talking about how young he was, but without saying how young, I don't know all these guys. I know they're all like super young, but is that, I guess that makes sense what you're saying.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure he's 20.
1: He's 21. <laughs> he just turned 21 in September.
2: Wild.
1: Yeah. It's a great young player. <clears throat> the game was back and forth in the first half. I think possession was 51 49 arsenal at halftime is one, one at half uh, second half. It felt like arsenal was kind of dominating the game in the second half. Um, they scored their second goal to go up 2 one and then United on a, on a corner, got a goal from uh, the butcher of Manchester. Everybody. I love that little guy. Uh, Lisandro Martinez gets he sees the keeper come out and miss the ball just kind of goes right in front of him. So he just taps it up in the air with his head just perfectly over.
3: Uh, My friend called it the softest goal in the world. I called it scrappy because (laughs) it was um, a
1: totally scrappy goal. It
3: was the softest goal you've ever seen, though, just because But he (laughs) knew the situation.
1: There was there was nobody there to stop. You know, who could use their hands to stop the ball because the keeper came out. Right. So he literally just dives at the ball and just puts it towards. Net, I think he knows it. To do. I think he knows it, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
2: looked like a dolphin.
3: Yeah.
1: Yes. The dolphin goal of the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. And,
3: I liked it just because of how stupid it was. I mean, you'll yes. take a goal any day of the week, but good yes. Lord, that was it. It's so far leading is the ugliest goal of the season. I'm just going to yeah. throw it out there.
1: It was cool. awesome. It was totally awesome. Um, and then the the last half of the second half uh, felt like Arsenal was just pushing, 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 pushing. Finally break through. Super close, borderline, two offsides potentials um, at the end of the day. The last goal. Uh, was that? Yeah, the last goal. Um, once again, no Casemiro killed United because Fred's in there. If you see the replay, he's late to get to the ball. It goes to or- Odegaard, who chips it in, and then it gets tipped in uh, by Inquieta for his second goal of the game. Uh, if, again, if Casemiro's there, Odegaard doesn't get that ball. Casemiro gets that ball. So it's it's frustrating. Fred was slow to get over there. Fred sucks. They keep bringing him late in games. They keep giving up late goals. So as a United fan, I'm tired of seeing that. But at the end of the day, what a freaking game that was super action-packed the entire time there was no downtime in that game
0: and uh, it was hey, awesome guys because my kids butcher this name all the time we're gonna all practice it together in ketia and in, ketia. Ketia. in okay. ketchup uh hey chris yeah
3: quick, uh, two things real quick um one uh, I think it was uh, almost three minutes exactly um, after you said, well, they just put in Fred, this game's over. Um, meaning of course that they were going to lose. And it was uh, approximately three minutes later, I think uh, in real time on the text. Um, I don't know if you were behind me on the feed, but um, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. Secondly, Nate and uh, uh, Chris, I want to bring this up because you got more experience here, but I, um, Uh, Chris, you said something that I've been noticing all season. We've talked about it many times. We talk about Arsenal, how they press and press and press. And I'm going to be honest. I think they're the fastest team in the league. Um, uh, What I'm asking is they're officially at the halfway point. It's uh, 19 games in. Um, Can they keep it up? Is this like, have you seen a similar model where um, it's plausible that they can just keep pressing and outrunning everybody? Or is there... Do you, are we are we expecting some sort of drop off
1: so I mean at this point it feels like they're gonna keep it up yeah. um, he, I, I think um, the thing with Arsenal is they're so young mm-hmm. and there's they're just fresh legs they're just young kids you know like I think the majority of, the, of their team is under 23. And so if you're going to play that style, play it with young guys. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the second thing about their style is that this is year three of Arteta as their head coach, and he's been implementing this style since he got hired. But this is the first season that they've been playing it at such a high level. So I don't see, barring injuries, things like that, I think these, these guys can keep it up. Um, I think it was uh, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry, who said, uh, yesterday, or maybe it was this morning, I saw some quotes, but he was talking about how impressed he was with Eric Ten Hag at United saying, you know, what he's done in six months with United is just unbelievable. Um, you know, Arteta's had three years to implement this style. So he expects Arsenal to be playing at that level. And he's a former Arsenal guy. Um, so, um, but I think, yeah, I I think this is the system, and they're going to be able to do it.
3: I'd just like to point out that you took that uh, opportunity to compliment and praise Arsenal to to do the old flipperoo, and yeah. make it all about United once again. Uh, I just
1: hundred percent. It I didn't.
3: Uh, it didn't slip past me, just like it didn't slip past Terry Henry. <laughs> That's right.
1: So yeah, I think they can do it. You know, year three of the system with these kids, barring injury, I I, I just.
0: The only thing is they play city twice. They still haven't played city. So, um, you know, th- I think Arsenal has a five point lead right now with a game in hand. So presupposing they win that match in hand, uh, the eight point lead with two mm-hmm. matches against city. And I think we just can't put anything past city. Um, they're, they're the other probably most impressive pressing team, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Yeah. And I mean, if, if you watch any of the wolves match against city and wolves are not the same quality of arsenal. So I'm, I'm definitely not saying that, but what I'm saying is city just pressed wolves to death. I mean, I texted you guys like, or to, I know I sent a tweet, like, I don't think Wol- wolves had, I think wolves had like 0% possession for the first seven minutes. And I think after 15, they had nine, uh, city had 92% possession. So like, They're just City can press like Arsenal. And so um, that would be the only that's the only scenario I see Arsenal not winning the league is if they drop both uh, to City. I would like
3: to also point out, though, that I'm pretty sure Arsenal's had a tougher schedule than City to start the season because Arsenal's played everybody except City.
0: It should be pretty much the same, because now that we're at the halfway point, they should have all played everyone. The only reason is because of the, the Please only, is, is that right? The, that's everything. Yeah. They, they make sure it. that it's one and one because, well,
3: I mean, but Tottenham played Arsenal twice within the first 15 games of the season
0: or 18 I, games. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the first 19. It might've been 18 because one game got kicked so oh, that, okay. You know,
3: oh, so they do split it evenly, half and half. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: when you're at the halfway point, everybody's played every team once in a traditional season, where so, there's no like which we've we Yeah, like right. We haven't
0: since we've been watching. I think only the eighteen nineteen season, like the schedule went normal. Normal. Yeah. Really. So. Because yeah.
1: so. then we had COVID. Yeah. And then we had covid delays over the last two seasons where like teams, full <laughs> squads got covid. So they had to push back games and then the Queen's death this year Queen and the World games. Cup <laughs> World Cup. Like and the schedule is going to be a nightmare. I, I not just to always be harping on United, but I know them the best. United plays 10 games in their next 28 days. That is insane. And part of that actually, it's awesome as a fan, but you hope your team doesn't fall apart because that's a shitload of games. But part of that is their own fault for going further in the Carabao Cup. And, you know, the cups that I like when you win them, you're like, yeah, we got a trophy. And when you lose them, you're like, who gives a fuck?
0: (laughs) Totally. Hey, I want (laughs) to hear, Kyle, more of your thoughts on this match. Anything else that you uh, found interesting, fascinating questions? Yeah, a
2: couple of things. What um, – I have a note here that says – you know, when they showed a view of one of the guys throwing a side throw in, I kind of see the whole stadium. And I one of the games I watched earlier, I think it was the uh, – oh, the candy stripe uniform team. The – uh, you know what I'm talking about? The first Brentford. game I watched, yeah. yeah. Newcastle? That, no, small. Oh. This stadium did not – um, what kind of capacities are we talking about compared to like college football or NFL? Like capacity of a sellout.
1: So every club's different. Um, <laughs> United has the biggest stadium in the league, and they hold seventy, a little over seventy-three thousand.
0: Jeez. What's uh, uh, I think
1: I think I, I think Brentford's one of the smaller's,
0: right? It's like twenty-five or twenty-six, That's, from what I watched. Arsenal yeah. look big though. Arsenal's yeah, yeah. yeah. These at are Totten- stadiums.
1: Spurs have a newer, bigger stadium as well. Like they host a lot of the NFL games at Spurs Stadium.
2: Oh, okay. The NFL London games.
0: Isn't isn't yeah. that Wembley or no? Wem- Wembley is
1: Yeah, Wembley's one. Yeah, Tottenham Spurs is one. Yeah, oh. one. yeah, oh. is one. yeah so. but you're
0: curious. I mean, it really depends on you know the pro really the how long the team has been in the premier league and the kind of the, the worldwide standing of these clubs and and the revenues that they're pulling in allows teams to, you know, build new stadiums or upgrade stadiums. So wolves, I think hold like 36 or something, and it's a really old stadium and they haven't done a lot of renovations to it. Um, but they've only been in the premier league now for, for five seasons. And so if you get stadiums going to be shit. What you get? Was it, what's
2: the term? Do you get uh, knocked down, relegated or what's, what would what, yeah, you rele- get
0: yeah, relegated?
2: got some shitty stadiums. if You get relegated then. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of these clubs, have j- they've just been in small, they're smaller markets. Maybe they don't have the revenue and they don't maybe need a bigger stadium. You know, they don't have the, <laughs> the fan support. So.
1: All right, I pulled the stats. Here you go. United holds 74,000, a little over 74,000. Tottenham is second at 60, almost 63,000. Then Arsenal, West Ham, Man City, and all the way down the bottom. Your bottom three, Fulham, Craven Cottage holds 22,000. Brentford is in 19th. Uh, They hold 17,000, and the smallest... EPL club is Bournemouth. That's right. Holding just over 11,000. T- that's like, oh man, that's, that's like a spring training.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> cr- compared to like, uh, I don't know, Nebraska holds 70,000. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, Kyle, what other notes did you make on this match?
2: So this is a random thought I got. Um, not a racist comment, but I don't see many Asians in the EPL. And I saw one on um, Arsenal, and he looked just like the bad guy in Karate Kid too. Pull it up, do it. No, Chris, pull up side by side. Look. That's my first thought. Look it up. Do a side by side. It's identical. I swear it's the same guy. He's like 40. <laughs> just running it out there. Look, look, look. No, do a side by side of the player now and the guy in the movie. I swear it's like, it's identical.
1: Uh, I've got to find the player first. yeah, I mean, to answer no, the question. Uh, not... <laughs> yeah. Nope. Asian? You're right. It's, it's Tomoyasu. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're hundred yeah. percent correct, Kyle. I don't even need to pull up the Karate Kid 2 bad guy. It's a hundred percent accurate.
0: That's amazing, but you're right. There are not a lot of Asians. Um, Youngmin not- who is Korean, um, and, uh, Hwang, for wolves, those are two Korean players, a couple Japanese players. Um, but really there aren't there aren't a lot of of Asians in the Premier League. So I saw him around under the under the oh
2: the pitch. Is that what you call it? Good job. Yeah, see? And I'm like, well, I don't really notice any of those. And then I saw his face and I was like, that's pretty kid too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um we kind of talked about a lot of my notes anyways. The, a lot of the goals, I, I had individual notes for some of the goals that were scored, and, I mean, impressive stuff. I mean, the one that – I don't know the guy's name. Uh, the young guy you are talking about earlier. So uh, okay. uh, guy. Yeah. Oh, was, his goal was crazy. Like, I don't even know how he got that off, and I don't know how – it was like he – I didn't think he was going to shoot it, all of a sudden he shot it. Like, it was, it was not like he was like was winding up or was, like, wide open. It's just like, here, I'm going to shoot this. <laughs> like –
0: yeah, crazy. Those are insane athletes.
2: need it, it more ad, admiration because it's like, that's what, that's, I can't even like fathom trying to do that and to get the, enough power. Like I'd have to like, I'd have to do like a 10 20 step run up to kick it that hard or, you know what I'm saying? But like, they're just a couple steps, left foot wind up It's crazy stuff. After. And then what was the other goal? Was it the uh, Rashford one or, or whatever his name is? He did like a, like a, like a killer crossover. If. That reference falls anyway. Any, any deaf ears look it up, but like <laughs> that was nice. Like, nice goals. The like guy said some cool goals. I mean, that sounds really ignorant to say the way, ignorant way to say it, but I don't know how else to say it. But you even, know, it wasn't
0: a boring, not at all. And even the Nekataya goal, um, where he kind of karate kids it. Oh, we've got uh, Chris for our listeners. Chris just pulled up Tomiyasu and the bad guy from Karate Kid 2. It's a great shout. It's a great <laughs> shout. Like, that's that's very good. <laughs> Thanks. First thing I thought of.
2: <laughs> Big fan of that movie growing up. so Watched it many times. So first thing I thought of. All I'm missing is the yellow and black shirt and the chain. And he's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Any I don't other really,
1: thoughts on that one, Kyle?
2: Not the, really, I mean, kind of, look at my notes real quick. So the the um, capacity, Smashing seems like a very... Very common adjective um, <laughs> for good things that are done, which I kind of knew, but I didn't really. In soccer, I guess it's, I've heard, I heard like three times today. Um, dolphin kick. That was the header. <laughs> 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 I did know on the, One guy on the bench, I think it was for United. And I was like, this guy is, they just signed him or such and such. Is that the guy that did the header goal? It looks like the same guy I saw on the bench or no.
1: No. Um, they're probably talking about Wout. Wow. Wag
2: Wagons. Ball guy.
1: Were they talking know. about who United had just signed?
2: I think so. He's wearing all. He's wearing all white, so I said that's what they what, was United. So they just signed him, and he's sitting on the bench with like gloves and his jacket on, or something.
1: Uh, well, Wout played in that game, so I don't. I don't know. I know Arsenal has just signed a couple of guys, so maybe he's one of them.
2: Maybe Arsenal. I have no idea. All I don't know. Is he's wearing white, and I. Just, I just thought that was the same as what United's white or white uniforms. <laughs> or kits my bad
0: kits so good
1: well my my final thought on this game and i am going to bring this unapologetically back to united here's what i loved about the game one <clears throat> fully accept united lost that match it was a great match to lose it in the last second is painful but the progress they've made under ten hag in the season is so encouraging as a fan and what really stood out to me was when that final whistle blew arsenal erupted their coaching sideline erupted their players partied and nobody celebrated a win over united like that in in a few years and so for like me as a fan i'm watching that and i'm going okay we're back we're we're a threat we matter we're relevant sucks to lose a game but to see them celebrating like that it meant a ton to arsenal
3: counterpoint counterpoint um United is more of a reputation. They're not necessarily all the way there yet. Um, This is a young team. The Phoenix Suns celebrated once after they beat like the San Antonio Spurs who hadn't been relevant in a while, but because, you know, they were like their rival and they, you know, They felt really good. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that United isn't a good team. I'm saying you might be reading too much into the celebration and uh, interpreting it in a way that is favorable to United as opposed to the fact that Arsenal thinks they're king shit and that they can beat any team anytime, ever, and their fans have grown incredibly arrogant. Just throwing that out there as a potential interpretation.
0: I have an alternative.
3: Also, Nate, I would like to point out before you say anything else that Chris and I disagreed on something. You're welcome.
0: I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I actually agreed with something you said earlier. Our our listeners couldn't see me pointing at you, stoked that you were saying mm-hmm. something. Uh, but I actually would offer a different. I think I think a couple things. I think it is a like beating Manchester United is a, a legit like important win, and so I don't want to downplay that. Um, I think I think it's that, but I also think it's coupled with one of those like slug it out matches that when you win you're like holy crap we just won that so i think it's a bit of both um and i think they lost to united earlier in the year and that matters like that's what
1: i was gonna say they have one loss on the season and it's Mm to united that that match meant a lot to them
3: yeah well i think it's proving that until they beat city they've beaten every team For the most part, I mean, yeah. So until they beat city. So it, I mean, it is getting something more like checking something off the box, you know, just to, to kind of say, okay, so far we haven't been dominated by any one team, you know, at least having a, a a draw between them in terms of the two matches.
0: But I do think we need to consider like Manchester United, is a, a different club than we've seen in the last few years. And it's, and that's important. That's important. I think.
3: In the last few years, in the last two months, they're a completely different <laughs> team than they were at the start of the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they've definitely, they've definitely turned a corner and and Chris should be proud and happy about. He
3: absolutely that. should be. I just don't definitely think he needs that. to make every little thing about United, especially an Arsenal celebration. That's all.
1: <laughs> you want to talk about your Spurs, Spursing? Uh,
3: Not especially. I think we're going to skip that segment tonight, right?
1: We're
0: we're going to talk about Spurs going to Spur. If you follow us on Twitter, you you saw it. But uh, in real life, it was, you know, like I throw out lots of shit and most of it doesn't stick. But when it does, like it's worth posting for the world to see. And then not just posting it, but then also talking about it on our podcast. But obviously, uh, we're talking about the midweek match between Spurs and uh Manchester City, uh Tottenham goes up to nil at halftime. Um r- right at the end of the half. I mean it's kind of shocking, like all of a sudden, like two
3: three they, three minutes uh separating
0: it. Yeah, yeah. They score two goals and um I I texted the guys and I just said, Oh, this is this is the well, I think even before i had texted that I was gonna put a bang. let me
3: let me put the chronology, please. <laughs> because Let's a little backstory for those of you who missed it last week. I decided to take the plus 650 Tottenham over um, over city bet. Uh, I believe I said something to the effect of uh, no way in the hell this pops. But uh, if it does, I'm right back in the green, baby. Um, so to my delight, um, they're up to nothing at the half. And I say something like uh, free money or something like that. Uh, and then I'm just I think you know, he said feeling show,
0: show me the money.
3: Yeah. Um, and to be fair, even at that point, Chris and I had been texting back and forth. I think it was Chris or maybe it was you, Nate. I'm not sure. Um, all I was doing, even when they were up two nil, was complaining about how they should probably either be tied or down because Lloris played like shit and he gave up some or he got lucky on three goals. Uh, Erling Holland headed one over the net. Uh, In another one, Lloris literally body slammed um, Holland when they both went up. uh, Obviously, you know, uh, Lloris can use his hands, even though Holland is taller, he can still, you know, extend. So he gets grabs the ball and kind of lands on him, and they go to the ground. Um, He got really lucky on that one. And then another one where uh, Lloris makes the absolute stupidest decision to try and uh, do a block kick, and luckily Dyer was there and deflected it. So it um i mean my optimism as much as it might have shown on the text, i wasn't feeling the greatest i do want to clarify it might have been some false bravado we'll say so of course um as soon they scored within 5 minutes of uh uh, of the opening kick or the halftime kick second half. And, uh, then they scored another one three minutes later,
0: but now it's my turn to interrupt. Yes, please go ahead. Take us from here. To provide some commentary because halftime I said, Oh, this is the, this is the perfect time to throw money on city. And Mm -hmm. I did. So I threw I threw a couple bucks on city. I think I got plus 600 or something for them to win. So, um, I, I just threw a dollar on it because whatever, I don't care. Just fun to bet. And uh, but then also we just started talking about like, this is like, and Andrew needs to experience like true spursiness. And we've been saying that all season. Like he chose this team without fully understanding that there's uh, a verb that <laughs> that is associated with his club and just utter disappointment and shambolic uh, displays, and so so we were we were commenting on that, and then sure enough, yeah, within minutes. Chris, sitting, the met, the Mets, is that the kind
2: of the same idea,
0: Chris? The, met, the Mets, New York Mets. And
2: yeah, the Mets, will met is that kind of the same idea as the Spurs? Yeah, will
0: spur? yeah, yeah. That's right. New York met baseball team for our non-American listeners.
1: But I do need to give you a little shit here, Nate. Because you cashed out, yeah, I on did that bet. I for sure
0: cashed out. It was three to two, and I thought to myself, "Am I really gonna stay in this bet for a dollar and thirty cents? I'll yeah. take my five sixty, and I will leave, and then I'll still talk trash." Wait, but are that- you kidding me right now? Well, that's no, why he I cashed I posted out the cashed out bet. <laughs> I wanted my money. Out. You posted the cashed out. It would have been amazing. I posted the cashed out bet.
3: Oh, so that you could make money if the Spurs ended up not spurring? Yes, that, that was is the was most best. disingenuous portion of this. The whole just, point of the bet hardest. was it's to rub best. it in my stupid face. The way you did it, you yes. uh, you could have potentially made money and still been wrong. And there's no victory there.
1: Yes, there you is. Should have, you had to it's have seen awesome. this is.
3: This is a trash nah, bet. I I'm, If you're oh, gonna, a if you're gonna put
1: a bet on the Spurs, Spurs and you gotta go all in.
0: Hundred percent. Okay. I was you so coward. I was so happy to take my money and run oh, to Starbucks never, and get a water. I'm so disappointed in you oh, right I now. Bet, I bet <laughs> in order to continue betting. I don't necessarily bet to win. I just want to keep making enough so they I can keep betting and have money and not have to sink money in.
3: And again, but again, this was a spite bet. So the rules are different and they don't apply to your standards. <laughs> spite bets, me. you ride to the finish line. And that is, there's no other way to, to say it.
0: No, it was awesome. I got the best of both <gasps> worlds. And the fact that you're just discovering this now is even better.
3: Well, it actually makes me feel a little vindicated just about how bad of a person you are. It's um, <laughs> Like any any judgments that you throw my way because of your moral lack of moral clarity uh, suddenly don't hurt as much or sting.
0: I had very clear morals of <laughs> cashing out it money, was, money, probably, money. That's, that's your right. morals. That Got it. Moral. But uh we will we will just for your sake, Andrew, talk about Spurs getting a good victory at Fulham today. One-nil, Harry Kane, uh scoring a very Harry Kane-ish goal. Like yeah, beautiful header. No, it wasn't a header. I'm you sorry. Watch? Uh I
3: i only were they showing re- i missed the actual goal because i had to step away for a meeting it was on at work and oh, wow. uh w- and they showed a replay and he was wearing the same kit and it was a header and i'm wondering if it was a replay from a different game showing a similar goal or something and my, i don't
0: know it was a like, I don't know i like just a- all i saw was
3: the replay um and that was like maybe it was
0: into the lower like right hand
3: oh, no i didn't see the golden um i saw everything except the goal um yeah because well, it was
0: an important goal. I did you do the research? I could only, I
3: did. It yeah. It line. was uh, the two is 266th, um, tying him with uh, the late Jimmy Greaves. And it's also his 300th Premier League appearance. So 266 goals in 300 Premier League games, uh, all of them for Tottenham
0: for now until he's
3: for now until he's on United or Chelsea he's or Red
0: whatever. Devil
3: next year. Yeah. Oh. That's come on.
1: Those Spurs That's, jerseys are terrible.
3: Yeah, those ones, the uh, they're they're not attractive. No.
0: <laughs> From uh, immediately, like when I saw him at first, I was like, wait, I was so like confused on what was happening on the field. I'm like, wait, have you guys not? Oh, I
3: guess since I watch every
0: match, I was I, like, I, where, I, just... I was like, Where where's Tottenham? I'm like, Oh, Fulham's in white. Okay, that makes sense, but it was also kind of confusing. Then I was like, Oh, what? What kits are those? And then it wasn't until they did a close up. I'm like, oh, those are those atrocious uh, neon weird kits. Okay,
3: you. Ha- this is your first time seeing them. For as much as you guys trash Tottenham, it seems like you're watching some of their actual footage. You're just trashing them just oh, for the sake of I trashing know. them. I've,
1: I've they seen haven't them. Watched running, they every haven't time worn see them. time those in a while. Just as startling.
3: It's at least their third
0: or fourth time this season. Yeah. But it's been a while, right? I think, uh, I, don't this, know. I think early in the season, they wore them, but I haven't seen them in those kits in a while. So well, next right.
1: time they so wear them, it'll be too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: right. don't disagree. Well, lots had to happen for this to get buried to the third portion of the, the episode, but, uh, Lampard is out at Everton. Not a surprise. Um, he, has not been good. He saved his season last or he saved his job last year by keeping him uh, from getting relegated, but they are firmly in, well, maybe not firmly implanted. The bottom of the table is really congested, but he is in the relegation zone. Now uh, they are, are not a good team and losing to West Ham was a bad loss for them this weekend. Yeah, Kyle.
2: I saw that on the, I actually was to bring that up. Make it sound like I knew what I was talking about. I saw that on the <laughs> I saw it on the bottom line, and I forgot to bring it up. Anyways, I did see the Everton coach fired or whatever, and then it says something about the relegation zone, and I know relegation means now. Is the zone you're in the, the bottom two?
0: What, what is the zone? It's the bottom three teams. So bottom relegation three. zone is the bottom three. Oh, okay. So, um, and Frank Lampard, just for a little, uh, like, backstory, he's he was, like, an all-timer. Like player, he played for Chelsea. Had 147 goals in his career for them. um, Played most of his career in the Premier League. Played with City. Played for West Ham. uh, Finished his career actually at NYC FC in New York. Um, And then he took over as manager of Derby County and did really good in the Championship with them. And then left Derby, went to Chelsea and was atrocious with tr- Chelsea and didn't do well, then got the Everton job and has been bad with Everton. And so uh there's a lot of talk about how he is kind of writing the coattails of his his playing career <laughs> to get these these appointments. And I think for a lot of a lot of people, it's frustrating because he's kind of skipped some steps. And so uh he doesn't seem to be a good well he may be a good he may be a good manager but he's not a premier league level manager and i think that's the problem so
1: yeah it's kind of a uh, what we're seeing with steven gerard at the same time
0: exactly that's exactly right
1: so who's going to take
0: over i don't know but i did see today that everton has reached out to bielsa which would
1: be insane
0: which would be insane right? would be insane. Well, it'd be insane because i don't think even everton has the players To play bielsa ball and so that team is cannot score goals and yes i know i'm saying that as a wolves fan but they can't score (laughs) they're in their the team just looks horrible um so i don't know whoever whoever they bring in uh has their work cut out for them
1: yeah it's how how crazy would it be if they do bring in bielsa I mean, it's like slapping Kyle Smith in the face a little bit.
0: Well, and imagine if Bielsa kept Everton up and Leeds went down. Imagine how distraught Leeds fans would be. Bielsa is like their, their God. Like he's, he's kind of the Nuno of, of Leeds, right? This, this manager who came in, took him to glory, brought him back to the Premier League, struggled and then was sacked. And so, um, uh, yeah. By the way, Kyle sacked is not some weird uh, sexual terminology. It means to fire fire someone. I mean, maybe I don't know what you guys are doing, but
2: sack a quarterback. He sacked, sacked the sacked the coach. He's done.
0: Yeah, that's Same right.
2: Now. I get it.
1: This guy Bielsa that we're talking about, Kyle. Yeah, who's uh, that? I was gonna... So he's. I what's his nationality, Nate? Do you remember? Is he so
0: Argentinian or Brazilian. Yeah. South American.
1: So he's like, he's kind of like an enigma of a person. Like I watched a documentary on him and like, he doesn't do long-term contracts. He, he signs one year deals at a time and then decides if he wants to stay where he's at. But he's like brought a few different clubs around the country, around the world, like back from like the basements of the basements. And so he's kind of got this, like he can bring your team to the next level, like mystique to him. But he's like a really intricate guy, and he has this like stool that he only sits on. It's like Bielsa's own stool. Like he sits on the sideline on like this little stool instead of actually sitting in like the chairs that they provide for the coaching staff. I'm looking um, up. And then he got in trouble like a few years ago uh, for supposedly he was recording other team's practices at their grounds. The stool's and, great. <laughs> isn't the stool amazing? The blue toilet. <laughs> yes. So he got in trouble a few years ago for, for like supposedly recording uh, another team's practice. And then they played them that week and they beat them. And there was this whole hubbub about like how he was cheating and all this stuff. And so he, they called a press conference where they thought he was going to like, talk about what happened and possibly resign. And instead he spent three hours talking to the media about his game plan and his tactics. And like, he's like, he just like for three hours, like presented to the media, how shitty the other team was and why he knew his team was going to beat them. And he doesn't matter. Like having recording their practices, didn't matter. He, he knew that they were going to win. And he spent three hours going over this whole game plan with the media. I mean, he's just like an interesting character.
0: Three hours. It'd be great to have him back in the Premier League. I can cover over this stool. <laughs> <laughs> well, word came out today that there might be a new rule implemented uh, based on uh, some of Chelsea's recent signings. Chelsea, so right now, Kyle, we've talked about uh, about the how you transfer players in. You have to pay their former club a certain amount oh. of money. Well, the rules right now are... If you play, pay a club 80 million pounds for a player and you sign the player to an eight year deal, you can spread. Okay. Sorry. I should take a step back. There's some rules that I don't understand. None of us in this podcast probably understand. It's fine. It's called financial fair play. And there's all, it's not salary caps, but there's some rules within FIFA governing body or maybe UEFA that don't allow you to spend too much money or you have to spend it in this kind of responsible way. And there's so many rules about how much you can spend and and how it works that I don't know it and it kind of doesn't matter. Just know that there's rules. But one of the ways you can spread out your spending is by however much you pay for a player, 80 million, if you sign them to an eight-year deal, it only counts as like 10 million each year against your financial fair play regulations. So we were talking last week in the pod about how long of a um, contract Chelsea was giving out. And it was really surprising, like they're giving these eight year contracts out. Well, it seems like they're messing with the financial fair play rules and now they're looking to impose like a 5 year cap on how much how you can spread out that money uh, over the course of a player's time with your club I guess.
1: Yeah, and it's from some of the stuff I've read it's coming from the other clubs in the league for sure. Who and they're presenting it as this view that Chelsea's going to be broke and they're not going to be able to pay this
0: interesting um
3: an an important thing to consider here is that in doing that it disproportionately affects the poorer clubs than the richer clubs that rule so that you know if you do sign someone under the current terms um and you're not trying to you know bend the rules let's say it's a fair deal but it is it does fall within the parameters um the poor teams will have less of an opportunity to do that because they have to cover those costs for a five-year period, correct? Or the hit? Is it just the hit or is it having to pay off the costs? Can you clarify?
0: I don't I don't know. I, so is I, it like the I,
3: equivalent of a cap hit as opposed to having to actually pay it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it,
0: yes, that's what it is. They're paying most of these are being paid upfront. Oh, okay. Some of them are structured over a period of time, but it's the hit that we're talking about here oh then so i have it, no problem with this so it's not it's not that you're paying
1: it it's out not a financial plug.
3: burden issue it's a it's just a, a hypothetical uh value of team issue so to speak yeah. yeah okay
1: and i think since we're talking about some financial fair play stuff real quickly juventus yeah Juventus. serious trouble this week which spills a little bit into the, into <laughs> the epl yeah. um so they, <laughs> they first I'm to, hearing of
3: uh, it, guys. I, I'm sure I've this is news. This uh-huh.
1: Gotta be news to you. So Juventus was basically punished for forging financials on their system, their team, their players, whatever. They got docked 15 league points um, and there's all kinds of rumors now that they have to sell off certain players or players to try and get back in the realm of the financial fair play rules or something. So we could see some January transfers coming from Juventus, but where this leaks into the EPL is that I believe the guy who was running Juventus during the period of time, which they're investigating uh, recently was hired by the Tottenham Hotspurs as their managing director. So he was suspended for 30 months. So two and a half year ban. Uh, It only applies in the Italian league. So um, but uh, it I thought say it, that the thing I read
0: said that it applied to England as well, unless so what, it, what
1: the deal is, it says that his 30 month ban applies only to Italian football, but under FIFA regulations, a national association can apply to extend a ban outside of its country. So it's, uh, Article, so it's 66. To... Article 66. Article oh. 66 of FIFA says they can extend the ban if they choose to.
0: Well, and so a couple things just for clarity and for Kyle, mostly Juventus is an Italian club. So, I've heard of that. and they're one of the best in the world. Like they are traditionally, like they've won the league. They've won the uh, Italian league quite a few times. So they dropped and they weren't having a great season anyways, but they were docked 15 league points, which dropped them down to 10th place in, in the league. So that's one way that they punish. So unlike, you know, American sports where maybe a punishment would be losing a draft pick or a financial punishment, they'll take points away from your standings. And so then you drop and that's affected teams where they've gotten relegated because of that. Now it probably won't happen for Juventus because they're too good, but if they're forced, you know, if they have some financial situations that they have to rectify and they're forced to sell players, then of course that could, uh, could affect them.
2: I've heard of them. Crazy. I, don't, I don't know the name.
1: Yeah. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo played there for a few years, um, but they're, they're an Italian powerhouse club. Um, My favorite American plays point- there.
0: Weston McKinney.
1: <laughs> when you think about a 15 point docking, that's literally taking away five wins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. right. Crazy.
3: Hey, if we are talking about foreign leagues real quick, um, just a quick shout out. Uh Killian Mbappe scored five goals today.
0: <laughs> he did. He scored five goals in their uh, <laughs> it's like the said? equivalent of their FA Cup. Yeah. uh I did yeah. five. Yeah. What do you I didn't call that? A hat trick
3: three. What do you call five? Um like a damn miracle. It's great. Um <laughs> the best thing about it is he was probably doing it against some tier two team it was and not a good team. Oh, it was embarrassing. I felt so bad, but at the same time, five goals. That's pretty great.
1: I wonder if he was just sick and tired of hearing about how Marcus Rashford's on the same level as him. And he's like, hold my beer, guys.
3: (laughs) Totally. Well, until Mbappe even comes over to the EPL, I guess, you know, we don't have to talk about it, but he's great. But I mean, come on,
0: quit playing with the little kids. Speaking of hat tricks, all it took was Kyle not watching Manchester City for uh holland to score three which i wish you would have watched city wolves because it was very painful to watch as a wolves fan uh, he also
3: didn't watch last week when he scored against uh uh um Tottenham. No. so he still has earlier. not
0: seen holland score yeah he
2: scored four goals
3: since all this he talk,
0: watching
2: all this talk about holland which he's my favorite player i still haven't seen him score yet and i watched him play twice and no goals and the gym that I go to the, my teacher on Monday nights is as I was saying before we got on the podcast, she's a big uh, city fan. She had a city shirt on tonight. So I was telling her about my little podcast thing that I do. And, and, uh, and I said, I had, I had to watch two city games and I heard about all this Holland guy who's like 20 goals and 14 games and this and that. And, done anything she's he had a hat trick last week well that's not one of the games I got to watch the ones that two I watched he didn't do anything and these words, a hat trick the game I don't watch and then I guess like Andy says that one ball the last week so four and two games or whatever. I need to watch a game where he scores Chris thinks that's not the case. <laughs>
1: Yeah, as long as I don't schedule to watch, he's going to score a goal. So, I'm going to schedule to watch every Man City game for the rest of the that's year. That's what I
2: doing. Yeah, watch him. I want to see the dude score something. Like, you know, I feel like I want to watch part of history if that's going to happen every time I watch him play, which has been twice he hasn't scored.
1: He's so good. Well, how many Okay, I, I, again, this is an
2: great question. Like, how uh I don't ask this question. How many years has he played?
0: This is he's first, this is his first year in the, in the Premier League. So he was playing in the German Bundesliga before this. And I think maybe he played three years for Borussia Dortmund. But, and he scored a ton of goals there too. But um, yeah, he this is his first year in the Premier League. And he's just dominating. And he is, how old is this guy? 22 maybe? 20, yeah, he's will be 23 uh, in
1: July. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, so he, yeah, okay, so he was playing as a, what, did, wow, sorry, uh, 2000. He was 15 years old when he started his pro career. Oh, he yeah. 18 goals as a 15 year old
0: <laughs> in Norway. Wild.
1: <laughs> yep. It's
0: like a Kobe Bryant. That's amazing. Yeah. That's wild.
1: What's funny is there's another Holland coming up in so the I'm saying his name wrong. he he has uh no it's probably Chris cousin. Chris yeah, is mispronounced
0: miss chris is mispronounced at least two if not three players and teams during this podcast so it's probably that's chris. what I do
1: best that's what I do best <laughs> we're neophytes for a reason Kyle that's right we don't know shit. There
2: you
1: go. But uh he has like a cousin who looks just like him playing <laughs> in one of the other leagues. And it's like, oh, no, there's another one coming.
0: It's amazing. Well, I did want to also give a little mini league update on the relegation zone. Forest has moved to the top with eight points post-World Cup, uh, and they are up to 13th place in the league. They had an important draw this weekend. Um, West Ham with a big victory over Everton. That uh, keeps Everton in the bottom. Uh, Leicester finally picked up a point post-World Cup, but they still only have one point. And somehow, with only having one point post-World Cup, they're still in 14th place in the league. So um, we don't need to walk through the entire relegation uh, Cup, but just wanted to give that little update. Um, and the funny thing about that is, is only, uh, one team doesn't have a negative goal differential sense. <laughs> so all out of those eight teams, only forest has a zero goal differential wolves dropped uh, to negative two with that three nil loss. And it does not get better for them. This may be the most brutal week. It's, it's probably the most brutal week since, uh, the post world cup, because, Leicester plays at Villa, Bournemouth plays at Brighton, West Ham plays at Newcastle, Everton gets Arsenal at home, uh, Southampton has to go at Brentford, and Wolves get Liverpool at home. The only matchup between these two teams is Forest and Leeds. So, uh, I I don't imagine a lot more points being uh, accumulated by these clubs over the weekend.
2: Now, Kyle, I need, uh, I need a holler jersey looking
0: it up right now <laughs> he's still stuck he's like i don't care about these shit he's six spawns.
2: foot five that's crazy for us
0: anyways
1: go on Kyle, have we talked about why goal differential matters
2: i've heard the term but no all right so goal differential, it's like uh uh point four points against like
1: yeah, yeah. so goal okay. differential is goals scored versus goals given up if you're in the positive you score more goals if you're in sure, the negative sure. you've given up more goals but it sure. matters because it's a tiebreaker so sure. where you are in the standings, if you're tied with someone else, your goal differential is the number one tiebreaker. That
0: makes sense. Well, let's talk about our Americans. Uh, specifically, just want to mention Chris Richards. He made his debut for Crystal Palace midweek against United. Um, and he actually, he had a free header against Newcastle this weekend that he put over the bar. So kind of a bummer. would have been nice to see him score, but uh, he was not playing at all. Um, an injury there at uh, Crystal Palace has led to to him getting some starts and some game time. So it's always fun to get some more Americans in the Premier League.
1: I'm surprised how big he is. I didn't, I, He's he seems like a pretty big kid. Uh, he got away with a penalty in that United game. Um, but kudos. He didn't get called for it, so it didn't count. Doesn't hey,
0: matter. That's right. Yeah, he's 6 2. Um, top goals of the week. Uh, we've already talked about most of them Rashi's goal from deep, Sokka's goal from distance. Um, I do want to shout out Olise's goal. Uh, though against United was just insane, not yes, not fun. that free, not, kick. That free wow. kick, and even maybe even more impressive than the free kick was his celebration. He basically acted yeah, he like liked, he didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, he was so stoic. Just it stoic. was the,
0: It was like the, in some, in some ways, it was like the celebration I appreciated the most. Like yeah i just made probably the sickest goal of my career and no big deal i'm just gonna walk around
1: yeah yeah that was that was a sick goal i got nothing to add you covered them all love rashford's as like a whole because of how he kind of maneuvered into it was so sick beating like four arsenal defenders and then the shot from deep so it was pretty awesome
0: yeah it was beautiful um and then uh, while we're talking about celebrations, Lissandro Martinez's sky jump slide. Yes. It was so impressive.
1: I love him. I Dude, love him so much.
0: His it was so amazing. I'm like, <laughs> he goes so high in the air, and I'm not even sure. Like, I'm like, I guess he's just going full, like for the biggest knee slide he can accomplish, not longest, biggest. Like, just it. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, and then, like, you see in the pitch where his knees landed, and then he, like, pops back up. <laughs> so it was, like, these two, like, dents from his knees from landing Goodness. so hard on him. It was great.
0: It was amazing. This is the <laughs> one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> It's like the, uh, what's, a, what's, what's a pre-match
0: jersey? What is Kyle that? Kyle is like legitimately acting as if there's not a podcast happening. He's just like, hey, this is dudes hanging out talking, but I'm still looking up Holland jerseys. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, the other celebration I did want to mention though, uh, Jared Bowen scored two goals over the weekend. But what was awesome is his, his partner and him had just announced that they were having twins. So I thought it was pretty sweet that he scored two goals uh, right after announcing he was having twins. So that was pretty sweet. Very nice, Chris, how'd we do in best bets?
1: We did terrible. Ooh, I got my bet. We did absolutely terrible. Um, let's see here. Tim took Liverpool, which at this point is not maybe the best idea anymore. Um, but they drew with Chelsea, so he lost. We already talked about Andrew throwing the 650 at Tottenham, they lost. Uh Nate, as much as I loved it, you took Manchester United, they lost. Still I took Forest, I took Nottingham Forest, they drew, and then Kyle took Brentford, who drew. So um, we sucked this week, guys. Oh,
0: for five. That's bad. The, I do have <laughs>
2: You told me you asked me earlier. I do have it, but I'll I'll come to it whenever we're ready.
1: Well, this is a good as time as any, Kyle. Who are you going with?
2: I'm going full and plus four seventy five.
1: Is it up to four seventy five?
2: Yep. Well, I don't know what it was. That's what it
0: is. Gosh, right. it was four. It was four fifty earlier. Well, we'll take the. Well, I'll take the four seventy five then.
1: Yes, because Kyle, everybody is taking that bet this week. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> except for except for Tim, but like except for Tim. Um Tim is taking Liverpool I'm assuming.
0: He is taking Liverpool he, over Wolves. Did
1: he text you or did I just miss it in the group text?
0: I think he met, I think you missed it. He took Liverpool over Wolves at minus 125 which honestly is not a bad bet. So I know he's yeah. taking Liverpool uh because that's what he does but um there's not a lot of great bets but no. This Fulham over Chelsea bet at plus. We're, I'm I'm seeing 450 when we looked earlier. I'm seeing 440. We use Fanduel. We're sponsored by Fanduel, uh, Kyle. So right. um, I don't know if you knew that. We're sponsored, we're sponsored because for, what's her? We're sponsored by Fanduel because our best bets are so bad. They want people to be making them.
2: I'm impressed that I picked the one that y'all liked. Then
0: no, yeah, he, that was you a nailed point. it. You nailed it. Right. That is yes. for sure the best bet. So nice. that is
1: the one that I thought was last week's game. So yeah. I threw it out there last week, and then we realized on the pod that that was,
2: gotcha. not was Like a week off or something?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I scrolled a little too far in our FanDuel app, which if you haven't used the FanDuel app, you need to register immediately. Nice. FanDuel, FanDuel.com.
2: That's a great plug. I'll do it. <laughs>
1: great. Uh, yeah, so uh, Nate, myself, Andrew, and Kyle, all taking Fulham plus 450, going on the road to Chelsea. Um, Not saying they're gonna win, but this is best bet, and that number is insane. Whatever you can get it at 450,
0: 440, 475. Right, King says 475. That's where I got that. At. But I'll change yeah. over to y'all's. We have to. I'm gonna have to bleep yeah, out. have to bleep that. That deep. What you just said. Oh, a word doesn't word. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. With our sponsorship.
2: Sorry, guys. Sorry.
1: (laughs) So there you go. Everyone's riding Fulham plus 450 at Chelsea, except for Tim, who's taking Liverpool against Wolves, minus
2: 125.
0: Um, We have no matches this week or weekend for the Premier League. Uh, We saw We'll be taking a week off recording, but there are a lot of matches coming up. This is Cup Week. Uh, Carabao Cup semis uh, are the first leg. So, Kyle, this is something interesting, the more you know. So once they get later in Cups, they start having a home and away, essentially. So instead of just one one match uh, mattering, yeah, so yeah, Determining who advances, they do a home and away. And then it's an aggregate of the, the two scores. So oh, okay. If, so yeah, it's an aggregate of the two scores determines if you win. So if uh United's playing Nottingham Forest, if United wins the first game, two one, and then they draw the second nil-nil, then United advances. So Yep. So both legs of the Carabao cups semis. So first leg is Tuesday, Wednesday, this week. Second leg is Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. And then over the weekend, there is a lot of FA cup fourth round matches. So lots of, lots of football happening, but uh, no premier league uh, for another week and a half.
1: So we won't be recording next week.
0: We will not. So we'll be back uh, in two weeks. But uh, Kyle is going to watch Aston Villa play Leicester FC. That'll be the match that he he focuses on uh, in a, in the coming weeks. So,
2: so I watch that. This watch that in two weeks.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think it's February fourth or fifth. Yeah. Which February. one is Aston? Right. Aston Villa and Leicester. I don't know any, of, I don't know who those teams are. I know I've heard of Arsenal. I don't know the other one, but that's fine. Because, that's right. <laughs> you yeah. know,
2: it's, it's someone new to watch.
0: Both teams have some, have quite a bit of quality players. Leicester has been a really good squad over the last few years and just are not playing well. Um, I think their club's just kind of older and... The mat they've kind of lost their magic this year. Aston Villa is an up and coming club; they're pretty good. Um, So I think I think it should be a good match. So it should be a fun one to watch. Oh, good. Other than I that, definitely... that, I was oh. just going
1: to add that Leicester was the latest Cinderella in the Premier League. Um, Was it 2015? Is that right? I
0: think so. Yeah.
1: 2015, I believe they won the league, Kyle, as the biggest underdog to ever win the league. They were plus five thousand to to win, and they won the whole league that season. So they're kind of a Cinderella okay. team that's been around for okay. a little bit, having a down season.
2: I like underdogs, so I'll roll with that.
0: Yeah, and they're they're a team that we've traditionally both both liked, so. Cool.
2: We'll go them. Did they, they have a mascot or a? I know they not have mascots, but do they have something?
0: Foxes, I think. A fo-
1: yeah, a fox.
2: Foxes. I think. I yeah. On their I like, like that. Nothing yeah. more, bees, not, not the bees, but I'm down with the foxes. Less
1: yeah, and their the- stadium is called King Power Stadium, which is kind of like a fun name for a stadium. I like
0: that. King and Power?
1: Yes. Yeah. Nice. Were they the team that had Angry Birds, though? No, As I think that was
0: ever. That was Everton.
1: Was that? Everton? Yeah.
0: Okay. That was, that a- was our. <laughs> our previous neophyte Kyle, the other Kyle. He he liked Everton, but he's like, I don't know if I can get behind a team that has Angry Birds on there. Oh, I yeah. I like that.
1: It was on their sleeve. It wasn't their main sponsor on the chest, but it was on their sleeve.
0: I don't.
2: That I. I'm all. I would fully endorse that.
0: <laughs> Aston Aston Villa, the team that they're playing, their nickname are the Villains or the, Lions, or the Lions. They have two. That's, that's like
2: Auburn, the Tigers and the Eagles. But either way, Villains is
0: nice. I like that.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: I'm down with that. Well, as, a, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Soccer SoccerNeophytes. Go to our uh, outdated website, SoccerNeophytes.com. You can download us, rate, Review, subscribe, share it with all your friends who you think should get into soccer. We just I've shared it. the I've shared the Spotify with some friends, by the way. Nice, yeah, love it. See those numbers yeah. go up. We're start getting those paychecks rolling in from Fanduel. Rookie numbers, got to pump them up. That's right. All right, gentlemen. Good night.
2: All right, guys. Night, guys. Peace. Right, peace. See ya.